Many people would say their wedding day was one of the best days of their life. And certainly I'd raise my hand and say, me too, it was wonderful. But I remember Dina at the back of the church before her daddy brought her up uh, to the front where the, where the groomsmen and I were. And she was jumping up and down for joy. There's this shadow just against the backlight, just jumping up and down for joy. That's that's a sweet memory. Maybe she was trying to leave. <laughs> yeah, no. she was like, someone was holding no, her. She's her daddy, to her daddy was probably holding her back. Sorry, he I ruined so that much. beautiful yeah. moment. That so so it was an exciting day for us, for her, for me. Um, and we all want that kind of a love and that feeling to last. The truth is... Maybe it won't last, but maybe something deeper will replace that. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley. They lead our marriage department here at the ministry. And we're going to hear now from Chris and Jenny Gravy. They host a podcast called The Rhythm of Us, and uh, they joined Focus President and broadcast host Jim Daly to share about how having a long-term perspective can make a real difference in your marriage. Chris and Jenny, uh, it's great to have you here for the first time. Thank you so much. We're so honored to be here. Yeah, yeah it's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, and what a what a great concept. I so appreciate the fact that you're trying to strengthen marriages. I mean, that's what we're all doing, right? Hopefully, our own marriages. Let me just say that. Christian leaders, we need to make sure we're walking the talk. Uh, Jenny, you, you went to a graduation party where you saw a table of memories for uh, your friend's daughter, mm-hmm. and that gave you some thoughts and ideas. That's an interesting observation. Um, I don't know that as a guy I would have picked up on this, but go ahead. What happened? Well, actually, I saw the pictures of the party. I wasn't there. I was actually on a writing day. I was supposed to be writing, not inspired at all. So beating yourself up for so, that. So, yes, just like, <laughs> please, I, I'm just not inspired. And uh, some friends, uh, a friend sent me pictures of her daughter's graduation party. And I was looking through the pictures, and she had this beautiful round table for her 18-year-old daughter. And on the table was just all the precious things that made up her 18 years of life. So there was a little baby rattle from when she was born, little set of footprints, a little guitar, some summer camp t-shirts. And, and as I was looking at these pictures, my eyes are, you know, welling up with tears because I have five kids of my own. I'm picturing sending them off and all the things that would be on their tables. And I just heard the Lord whisper, what's on your table? What do you want on your table? And I just thought, oh my gosh. And we use this analogy in the book, um, thinking about our marriage. When we when we get to 50 years, hopefully 60 years, what do we want on that anniversary table? Who do we want around the table? What do we want those to say about us that are standing around our table? Not our dentures, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> Not our dentures. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but that's um, a great thought, yeah. and especially in that context of marriage. You yes. know, what does your table represent about you as a couple? Yeah. That's awesome. Chris, let me ask you, uh, taking a step back, the book's about rhythms and ruts, and describe the rhythms. What are these patterns that you saw as a couple that are pretty generic to all couples? Well, I think one of the things we wanted to do when we set out here, it's like, okay, God's calling us to write this thing. And we wanted to kind of think differently about this. A lot of marriage books, and they're all, that's all great. They talk about budgeting and communication and sex and in-laws and all that. And we, we wanted to give couples a framework that's a little bit different, a framework that kind of puts them on the same side of the table versus pointing fingers at each other. Right. Basically asking couples the question, are you in rhythm or are you out of rhythm? 
And when people think about that question, immediately, every couple within seconds goes, all right, I know where we're out of rhythm. I know where we need to get That's in That's interesting. Rhythm. They know. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Everyone listen. They may not verbalize, but everyone goes like, okay, we're out of rhythm in this department in our life. And so what we wanted to do was give a framework and just some context for a couple to be able to have a safe conversation with each other, not to say, hey, you really need to get better at this, but just like, hey, are we in rhythm in this area of our life? Or are we out of rhythm? And how do we get back in rhythm? So yeah. we focus on these five different rhythms that are pretty easy to digest and easy for couples to kind of walk together and have those good, simple, hopefully healthy conversations. Good, yeah. That was a really good analogy from Jenny earlier about the table of memories. And uh, Aaron, as you heard that, how does that kind of a perspective influence a couple to make good choices today, knowing it's a long-term deal? I loved her idea around that and that she took it from her friend's daughter's graduation to marriage. And I think it's so great because when we do think about our future together, then we can make choices today to move us in that direction. And I think it influences how we see today. When we're dreaming about what do we want our future marriage to be, we've got to make steps today to move us in that direction. So I I really, really like that. And, you know, it's looking at, what do we want our life together to be like in five years, 10 years, 15 years, 50 years? Um, and at the end of our life, what accomplishments do we want to be able to look back mm-hmm. at? You know, things that we accomplished together. What qualities do we want people to remember about us as a couple? I mean, just so many different aspects to look at this. And I just love that. Yeah, and it's so bonding when, when Aaron and I actually think about, okay, where are we headed Where's our marriage going? What are we trying to accomplish? Sort of identifying that that dot on the horizon. There's something powerful that that when we both go that that's it for this season, and and we're really careful to to think about quote unquote seasons. Mm-hmm. Going, you know, we don't have to try to come up with, you know, the 50 year plan, but what in the season could we do together? Because, you know, someone's listening with, you know, newborn twins going, oh, that'd be wonderful. <laughs> if, right. Would you, yeah. would you come babysit so mm-hmm. my husband and I could go dream together and do something together in that way? So may, maybe for that couple, it's simply they're going to, boy, we're going we're gonna to pray for another couple. You know, we're going to, you know, think of some ways to, you know, bring a, some friends who are in the same situation as us a, a meal, whatever. I mean, it's it's looking for the the simplest things that we can do together that bond us, that that keep us strongly connected. And one of my favorite movie scenes, really of all time, is from the little animated movie Up. Mm, and so Aaron yes, and I often yeah. play this before a session that we teach on dreaming together, because no words. It's this little four or five minute montage of showing this couple who dream together. They dreamed of, you know, someday owning a home, um, having children together, and then they dealt with infertility. They they eventually settled on Paradise Falls was this place that they wanted to go to together. But what it did is that you see throughout their, their whole life together, they made decisions based on how will we reach Paradise Falls. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the power. It gives us something to, to aim at. Would, who, Who's the famous person that said, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit nothing? Oh, yes. I said that, actually. Okay, so <laughs> John Fuller's, no. John's yeah. I've heard that, and that's so true, yeah. isn't it? The, uh, okay, so address this one real quick, because there, and you touched on this earlier, Greg, but 
there are some couples that are feeling like, yeah, I can't. It's so bad right now. I can't even try because I know what's going to happen. It's going to get derailed. It always gets derailed. Nothing ever happens the way we we want it to. So mm-hmm. why even try? You know what I what you just said that word always. Mm-hmm. It's so the enemy coming in to to rend us hopeless. And you know is that true? That's what I whenever I hear always never should. Is that true? Who's telling you that? And often it's the enemy. And so yes, there are hard, difficult seasons in marriage. But it's recognizing we serve the God of the universe, and He can change how things are going. And thus, he does have good for us. He does have a future for us. Mm-hmm. And it's believing to trust him amidst the difficult yeah. and knowing that he can do a miracle. And part of that is me controlling what I have control of. And that's my mind and my heart. And if I allow myself to go, you know what, there is hope. And what are we doing to take action to address what's happening today? You know, all bets are off. That's really, really good. And I want you as a listener to walk away being encouraged, recognizing there's hope. There is permission to dream. With God's help, you will accomplish some of that. Uh, you'll have at least the movement toward a common goal. And he can he can steer you any way he wants in that kind of an environment. Now, we heard about this whole idea of long-term perspective and uh, a table of memories Get a copy of the book by Chris and Jenny Graby called The Rhythm of Us, Creating the Thriving Marriage You Long For. We've got copies of that here at the ministry. It would be an excellent resource for you to get going on this kind of an exercise together, this journey together. And so uh, reach out to us, donate as you can, uh, make a gift of any amount, either a monthly pledge or one-time gift to the Ministry of Focus, and uh, we'll send a copy of that book to you. The link is in the show notes. And then, uh, ta-da, play the music. We have something new coming up, a crazy little thing called Marriage Podcast. Greg, we're really excited about this. Yeah, we are. Erin and I get the opportunity just to invite you to sit at the table, our table, to where we just talk about just what's going on in our own marriage and your marriage and things that are impacting couples. How do we keep our marriage strong and growing? How do we grow closer to the Lord? So it's fun just to invite you in Mm -hmm. to these conversations. So it's a brand new podcast featuring Greg and Aaron Smalley. It's called Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. And uh, you can find that uh, wherever you get your podcasts. We'll link over to it in the show notes. Next time, we're going to hear from Howard and Danielle Taylor discussing um, how you and your mate might have, probably have, differing communication and conflict styles and how to work through those. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Is your marriage holding on by a thread? For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord. And you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan. Our licensed Christian counselors will help you and your spouse get to the root of your issues in just three to five days. And it works. 80% of the couples are still married two years after attending. Learn more at HopeRestored.com and talk with a trusted advisor. That's HopeRestored.com.